A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we all say, what up, everybody? Talk about feeling, man. A song that's feeling, right? Amazing grace. Uh, today's about grace. Today's about the saints. Uh, all Saints Sunday, right? Happy All Saints Sunday. Uh, again, like I said earlier, not just to remember our loved ones who died, but, but importantly to, to like specifically remember the faith that they had, right? That they trusted in Jesus. And that should be an inspiration to us. Right, that, that that's what it's about, to follow Jesus, is to be a saint. And it's an important note as we get going here. The word saint, um, it means different things in different parts of the church. Different kind of Christians have different like, definitions of it. For, for some Christians, a saint means this. A saint is like a really special, virtuous, holy person that did a lot of good things and like, you know, was like so good that after they die, they make like a book and they put all the good deeds that they did in there and check the miracles and like, you know, they like maybe will make them famous and make a name after them, right? And so that's kind of one definition where that's, you know, like Roman Catholics do that. Our brothers and sisters in the Roman church will do that for the saints of the church. Um, and uh, here's the thing. It's actually connected, just to nerd out here a little bit, church history with me, if you just indulge me. All Saints Day was November the 1st. But there's actually, historically, another day that comes right after it. Does anybody know the name of the day that's right after it? All Souls Day. That's right. So check this out. This is how it works. You know, old school, all right? Not for us. I'll, I'll tell you how we do it. But it went like this. November the 1st is for, like, the VIPs, okay? Like, the ones that, like, you got all the good works, their virtue, they got it right. They're the saints, okay? Right? They go first. They're in heaven. The second day, All Souls Day, is for the rest of us sinners, Okay, the rest of us souls. And those are for the people that actually technically maybe aren't even in heaven, but are in purgatory, actually. So it's super connected to the Roman Catholic theology. And I just want to explain it so we kind of get on the same foot here. And so what happens is all souls day, you pray for all those dudes that are in purgatory. And if you know purgatory, they're, they're like purging their sins, right? And so we make special prayers for them on that day. Now, again, we don't do that. Lutherans, we don't do purgatory. We think that Jesus purged all the sins for us on the cross. Can I get an amen, proper Lutheran amen to that? Okay, that's simple. Um, but here's the thing. So what we did is we merged the days. So we just kind of have 
All saints day, but here's the thing. All, there's no bifurcation of first-class Christian or second-class Christian. You're just all Christians, man. You're all sinners, the lot of you. But the good news is, if you trust in Jesus, you're a saint. And so for us, that's what this day is about. And by the way, that's you sitting here. That's me. That's Christians all around the world and throughout time. And yes, your loved ones who are going to ring the bell and say their name later. You're a saint if you trusted Jesus more than yourself when it was all said and done. So that's what it is for us to celebrate All Saints Day, right? And so we're here to do that uh, because here's the thing. The, the, the truth is this. As Christians, we believe that, you know, we're not perfect. We think that we still have sin, right? We still struggle. Last week was Reformation Day, remember? About our guy Luther and about the whole, the whole history there. Uh, he gave a really helpful kind of contribution to Christian history and theology when he said this. He said, there's no such thing as like the special first-class Christians and second-class Christians. He says, we're all actually at the same time two things. We're at the same time sinners and like saints at the same time. The Latin phrase for the nerds like me in the house is this, simul iustus et peccator. Simul, simultaneously, justus, justified, et, and peccator, sinner. You're a justified and sinner like at the same time. And so we live in that tension. Right? I mean, you guys, do you, do you live in that tension, dude? I do. Okay, man, every day, right? And so this is where we're at. Today, we are remembering all of those sinner saints like us who've gone before us. Because here's the thing to be with God is to be blessed. And that's if the first word was feeling, the second word for today is blessed. If you're, if you're, if you're loved by God, you are blessed. And, you know, it's fitting to say blessing is the word for today because. Our loved ones who've died, they're like the most blessed, right? They're cosmically finally blessed in the most blessed place where? In heaven with God, right? So what does blessed mean? If that's, we, we got to talk about this word. We got saints down, hopefully. What does blessed mean? If you're blessed, what does that mean? Well, for, for, for us today, let's say this. To be blessed means this. To be privileged by God and set apart by him and to be loved by him. Okay, so to be privileged and loved by God. And so to talk about blessing, we get the gospel text that we got today from Matthew chapter 5. By the way, we get this every year on All Saints Sunday. Every year, this is the same text. Uh, and the story is, of course, the Sermon on the Mount, right? You guys probably know this one. I've heard it before, maybe. But, but this is the story for today. It's Jesus' first public sermon. And so he goes up a little mountain, maybe like a hill, not a mountain, but it's called the Sermon on the Mount, right? It's, you guys have heard of this before? Yes, some of you, the Sermon on the Mount. We've talked about it before. Now, if you're listening to the story and you're in Jesus' day, when you hear a dude going up a mountain, you immediately think to the Old Testament about another dude who went up a mountain, an important prophet. you remember him? Moses. Remember Moses? And by the way, we should be thinking this too. This is important. Moses goes up the mountain, but what does he bring down? The law. He brings down the rules. And Jesus goes up the mountain, but he's ain't here to bring us rules. He's here to bring us what? Blessings. Dude, blessings. How about that? The first sermon of Jesus in a public setting, the first word out of his mouth is what? You're blessed. Dude, you're blessed. You're blessed by God. Isn't that good news, dude? Can we smile? I know we're Lutheran, but we can still smile about it, man. We're blessed by God. Dude, that's really, really good news, right? And, and now here's the thing as we kick this out. It's really easy because, because we know the Bible, some of us, and we've heard the stories a million times, it's easy to reduce these to trite little aphorisms, the Beatitudes, the blessings. But I want to submit to you and suggest that we should not do that, that actually what Jesus is doing today, this isn't like cute, sentimental little platitudes. Don't make these trite. 
right? Let's not reduce like blessing, like hashtag blessed or like happiness, like in a, like immediate proximate sense or like material blessing. No, no, Jesus ain't talking about that at all. Jesus is doing today with the blessings and the Beatitudes and as this sermon that has echoed for 2,000 plus years is this, is he's actually giving us a really subversive, powerful sermon. And his subversive, powerful sermon does this. It flips our world upside down. That's what he's doing. Because what Jesus is doing is he's coming to us today, to the world that we live, and he's giving us his blessings that are the counterfactual blessings to the blessings of the world. Right? Because the world you live in looks like this. Tell me if I'm wrong or right. Dog eat dog. Get yours before they get it. Survival of the fittest. Power. Might makes right. Get yours. Now, am I off or am I kind of right? Do you guys have jobs that look like that maybe? You better get that promotion, dude. You better get in there while you can. You better, right? And so what Jesus is doing is this, is he's giving us like an image of not the world, but the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God, when you compare it to the world in which you and I inhabit every single day, they're totally opposite. They're totally opposite. They're upside down. And so what Jesus is going to say is this, in the kingdom, it looks kind of like this. The poor are actually the richest. The people that are mourning and sad, you just buried somebody, you know what? You're going to get the most comfort, right? That's what Jesus is saying. If you're hungry, if you're thirsty, aka you're starving, you ain't got nothing to eat, guess what? You're going to have a full table, and it's going to be a table of righteousness. If you're meek, if you're docile and gentle, how do docile and gentle people do in the year 2023 in the United States of America? How do they do? You don't know anybody. I mean, we don't even talk to those people, man. See you later, man. Well, you know what they get? They get not just a little bit of the inheritance. They get the land. They get the whole world. They get it all. The peacemakers. We could use some peacemakers right now, dude. Where are the peacemakers at? Well, what do they get? They're going to get the spoils. They're going to actually get it in the end. And the the victims, you're going to get blessed in the end. And so on and so on. And so what Jesus is doing here and now is he's telling us this. He has a commitment and a dedication to do this. That if you are struggling and suffering, by the way, all of those things we just said, every time we look at the Beatitudes, it's like we're pretending. Like none of those things we wish on our kids, right? Do I want my kid to be sad and poor and and like persecuted by the world? Of course not. But what Jesus is saying this is if you find yourself in those categories, in any of those positions, he's saying this, he's committed to be near to you. And even though your feet are at the fire, he's there with you to give you hope. Amen. Anybody with me, man? Because I feel like this. I feel like we read these and then we walk out the door and we say, yeah, but surely, you know, I've got to go to work on Monday morning and I got to get back on the hustle. And I think Jesus is saying to us, rethink it, dude. Check yourself. Check yourself. Because Jesus doesn't care about position or pedigree or power at all. Jesus is too busy being in knee deep in your mess to care about all that stuff. Right? And so here's the thing, man. Jesus is close to you when you're hurting, when you're in pain, when you're struggling, when you're in strife. That is what the Beatitudes are. That's what this sermon is, man. Let's just break it down a little bit. Let's look at the text. Here we go. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Okay, so what does that mean? That means how privileged are you, privileged, right? That's the definition for today. How privileged are you by God when you're spiritually impoverished and when you got nothing to offer but your brokenness? Which again, that's counterintuitive. That's upside down. Right? But Jesus is saying, you're blessed. You know why you're blessed? Because you're the most receptive to be given hope to. Because you're the most like open 
to being desperate for change, to being willing. You know, I, I, a dude one time told me he was in recovery, like down and out dude. And it was like, you know, in recovery they say it takes what it takes. It takes what it takes is a famous saying. Because it takes you something different than it takes me, then it's going to take something different for that person, right? It's all something else. Maybe you had a kid, maybe somebody died, maybe somebody went to jail, who knows, but it takes what it takes. And he said this to me, he said this, he said, I was in so much pain that I was so willing and open. That's what this is. Are you in pain that make you willing and open to God? Or is your life so comfortable and everything's so groovy, man, that you don't even struggle or suffer at all? And by the way, if that's you, you're in trouble. Because this religion was never intended for people with power, status, privilege, money, and no problems. That's why this hits us hard in the 21st century. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Because you're empty and you know it. And your mantra is, Lord, have mercy on me. Uh, a winner? A sinner. Theirs is the kingdom. Blessed are those who mourn. How privileged are you when you feel pain and death and darkness while the world is laughing? While everyone around you is joyful and happy and having a good time and going with the flow and you're just like, you know, stopped in your, like you can't move, you're stone, just immovable. And by the way, today when we ring the bell and especially those who, you know, close people in your family have died, fathers, husbands, children, you ring that bell, that's you. Blessed are you when you mourn. Why? Because God's there with you, man. Because you got no, you have to hope in God when the box is up here. Every funeral, when the big box is up here, like everything's laid to waste. There's no more pretending, no more facades. Your social media doesn't matter. Your job doesn't matter. Nothing else matters except for the person that you love that we're going to put in the ground. And that is a beautiful place to be because you're blessed. Because God says you're open to what I have to give to you. Anybody feel me, man? Amen. Anybody? Blessed are you when you mourn. Blessed are the meek. The meek, again, what does that mean? I, I don't, we don't use that word anymore, meek. But blessed, are the, blessed are the gentle, the docile. Blessed are you, privileged are you, why? Because the world admires power, and the meek, they can't even take care of themselves, let a fight for the power game. And you're privileged, why? Because God is there with you, and he sees that you can't take care of yourself. And if you're like a little kid who can't take care of yourself, you're in a good place because you need to lift your hand up and say, Dad, help. I need help. I can't pretend. I can't fake it. Baby screaming in the back. Dude, they don't know. Like, be quiet, dude. We're in church. Just help them, bro. Like, that's it. They just need love and care and to be fed and to be changed and to be given love. And this is what it means to be meek. To say, God, I, I got nothing. I can't even pretend. Just, just help me, Lord. Blessed are you. Privileged are you. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Check this out. How privileged are you when you know that you ain't got no righteousness of yourself, but you need somebody else's righteousness? That's the Christian message, by the way. That's the cross. Luther called it the great, the great exchange. His death and blood for your sin, you get the righteousness. He gets to, go, he gets to die and go to hell for three days. And resurrect later, right? That, I mean, this is what we're talking about. Blessed are you, privileged are you, right? Because, and by the way, the world is thirsty and hungry too. Let's just be perfectly clear. 
The world is thirsty and hungry too, right? But they're not thirsting for righteousness. They're thirsting for other things, man, for power and for money and for pleasure and all those things. We talked about this last week, right? We talk about it all the time. They're thirsting for those things. And here's the thing. They're going to keep eating those things and they're going to still feel empty. Like Jim Carrey said that one time, like, you know, I wish everybody could get rich and famous like me and have all of their wildest dreams come true to realize at the end of the day, they're still going to feel miserable and unhappy. It's not going to fill you, man. John 6, this is what's going to fill you, the bread of life. The bread of life, the blood for your, for your like, medicine, for your soul. That's what's going to fill you. When you're hungry for that, you're righteousness. Right? When you're hungry for that, you are righteous. Blessed are the merciful. How privileged are you when you show mercy? Why? Because you're a picture of exactly what Jesus has been talking about for the parables the past two months. Like all of these stories are about like mercy shown, mercy offered, and sometimes rejected. By the way, the best one. Remember the, 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 the servant who was forgiven a little bit by the guy? Remember? By his boss? And then what does he go out? He leaves the door. Uh, or pardon me. He was forgiven for a lot. And then he walks out the door, meets one of his buddies who owes him a little bit. And what does he do? He slams him. He says, I'm never going to forgive you. I'm never going to show you mercy. And so Jesus says today, blessed are the merciful. You're privileged because you are living a life of exactly what I'm talking about, right? Blessed are you, privileged are you. Blessed are you when you're clean or pure of heart. What does that mean? It means you're privileged by God because your heart, by the way, our hearts are dark and evil and sinful, right? Ego, mostly. But when you actually repent and believe, you get a little piece of that cleanliness that God gives you, and then you're like representing the love of God to the whole world, right? When you trust Jesus, your heart is pure. Because he gives it to you, right? This is what we're talking about. Blessed are the peacemakers, right? Again, we could really use some peacemakers right now, right? Like, I feel like we're on the precipice of World War III some days. And blessed are the peacemakers. Why? Because fighting is natural. Fighting is totally natural. People who live in Texas, castle doctrine, protect my house, I'm going to fight. And it's human. And it's natural. But you know what's not natural? To go to people that want to kill you and say, I love you, God bless you. When someone smacks you on the face to turn to the other and say, try this one. When someone steals your coat, you give them the other one too. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are they, they're privileged because they are living and showing the kingdom of God in a radical way. Finally, blessed are the persecuted. It really simply meant when you're weak, you're strong. And you're strong because God's strength has to come down on you. Right? When you're down and out, when you've got nothing to give, when you're persecuted, when the world's beating you up, that's when you're most privileged by God. Because again, it's the same thing. It's this humility that says, I can't save myself. I try to save myself, dude, but myself keeps slipping away. I just, I can't do it. Right? Thank you for two people for laughing. Shout out to last week. All right, thank you. Um, blessed are you when you're down and out. Because that's when God's love can shine the brightest. Uh, I, I feel like another name we could call, call churches Again, I stole it from AA, a fellowship of down and outs. This welcome to the fellowship of down and outs who realize they can't save themselves, they've tried, and they need to try something else. And Jesus is here to save you. Okay, last little story, and then we're done. You're saints, you're blessed, feel it, know it, love it. Thanks be to God. Okay, so there, I want to I share a story now about a, um, this is going to get weird, but that's okay. I'm wearing a dress. Everything's weird today. It's fine. Um, about a, about a dive bar in Long Island. And don't ask me how I know about a dive bar in Long Island, okay? Just take it for what it's worth. And this dive bar in Long Island is called Lisa's Lounge. And Lisa's Lounge is a picture 
of what we're talking about today, of down and out sinners out on their luck who are blessed by God because of it, and they're saints, and they're saints of God. Lisa's Lounge is full of meek and poor and sad and quiet people, and it's called Lisa's Lounge because it was named after Lisa, the bar owner, okay, is his daughter, and there's a picture of her in the center of the bar, and she died, and she was hit by a drunk driver. It's really sad. She was hit by a drunk driver, and there's a picture of her, a big picture of her in the bar, and like you'll go there, and sometimes people, when they've had too many drinks, they'll say, Talisa, and they'll have a big drink, and they'll drink it. You know, it's just kind of weird and sad, but hey, there you go. Blessed are those who mourn, right? And so Lisa's Lounge is there, and Lisa's Lounge is full of all kind of strange, wonderful saints, sinners, blessed people, like this girl named Jen. And Jen is a lady who's been going to Lisa's Lounge for years. She, often when you go, she'll be scurrying around the bar, setting up chairs. And she'll be setting up the chairs, getting chairs from the other room, and setting up a table, and getting like china and cups, and she'll tell you she's getting ready for a big party. The fire department's coming over, the mayor's coming over, we're gonna have a big get-together. And you go to the bartender, and you say, whoa, dude, what time's the, like, when's the party? And he'll bring in, he'll whisper, he'll say, you know, dude, there's no party. Jen's schizophrenic. She's mentally ill. She thinks we're having a party. But there's no party. We honestly do. We just go with it. Because she doesn't have anybody else. And we don't want to let her down. And so, you know, we just go with it and let her pretend. And she's coming over here, here, grab a drink, smile, and have a big embrace. Right? Blessed are the pure of heart. Like Jen. Because they're going to see God. And there's another dude in the bar who's like a regular. His name's George. And George uh, looks really tired all the time lately, like exhausted, like really beat up, dude, down and out for sure. And George, actually, he won the lottery a little bit ago, a couple years ago. He had one of those scratchers. He hit it big. Right on, man. He got it. Yeah, he got paid. Finally, dude. Uh, but then he got him with the wrong dudes, with the wrong crew. All the money, gone. Easy come, easy go. And George is there most nights. And uh, the thing is, this is the truth. George is sleeping in his car because he had a divorce. Wife took it all. You know, it's all gone. But he can come into Lisa's lounge to get warm from the cold, to grab a drink, and to find like a little community of people that ain't going to judge him, that ain't going to ask questions about anything and just say, hey man, God bless you, right? Blessed are you, right? Blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And here's the thing. This is the point, man. When you leave the bar and you leave, this place is weird, man, the weird people, the whole thing. And you wonder, like, why is this place even around? It's like the building's falling apart, and it's this old little weird dive bar, and you're walking out, and you're like, why in the world would this place even be here? Like, what's the point? The bartender at this point will tell you really clearly, hey, man, listen, I keep this place open, and I open this place for one particular reason. So the people who don't have a place to go on Christmas have a place to go. They can come to Lisa's Lounge. Blessed are they. Here's the thing, man. This is Lisa's lounge. And maybe you think you got your life together. And maybe you got it all figured out by all optics. Maybe you do. But the truth is, God says this to you. You're blessed when you're poor. You're blessed when you're hurting. You're blessed when you're meek. You're blessed when you're hungry. You're blessed when you got no blessings to give because he's the one giving you the blessings. You're blessed, you're saints. You're loved by God. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.